The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, Ireland, of course, you will know at this stage, beaten yesterday in this controversial uh, Eurobasket 2025 qualifier. This is the basketball game against Israel that was held in Riga. The team did refuse to partake in the traditional pre-match handshake with their Israeli opponents following allegations of anti-Semitism from the Israeli camp. John Fian is the CEO of Basketball Ireland and he joins me now. John, you're welcome to the hard shoulder. Can we um, go back in time, maybe a, a couple of days or even a few weeks? Was there ever ever any serious consideration given by Basketball Ireland as a governing body to boycotting this game, refusing to play the fixture? Um, the issue really isn't isn't that. It's, it's that we know what the consequences of doing such a thing would be. So from that point of view, uh, we did ask uh, FIBA to consider option, different options and uh, they weren't prepared to do that. So we had to comply. So effectively, the consequences were so severe you couldn't give serious consideration to not turning up. Is that it? That is correct. We basically would have faced uh, an €80,000 fine uh, with a second fixture that would have gone up to 180000 and we would have also, uh, which is more important, that's only money. The really mo- most important thing at the end of the day is that we would have basically wiped out uh, pretty well uh, uh, the next generation of Irish international women's uh, players and uh, frankly I, I don't think it's worth doing that because uh, at the end of the day uh, um, it's it, it's a very difficult situation that's happening in, 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 in Gaza and it's dreadful what's happening there but ultimately I don't believe any uh, any um, gesture by us such as that would have really made any difference what, what, what's happening there what, what options did you ask FIBA to look at Either postponing into the long grass so that we could see whether things can resolve, um, but and or possibly uh, considering uh, uh, us not playing, but that that wasn't an option. So, and did FIBA give consideration to those, or was it a a a very quick and very uh, fervent no? This game is going ahead; it is happening in Riga. You must be there. I mean, I think I've answered the question. They basically said that we had to comply. Okay. Um, do you feel they left you in the lurch a little bit? Do you feel let down by FIBA? Uh, it's not a case of being let down or otherwise. I mean, FIBA have great, been great supporters of us over, over a long period of time. Uh, they have their rules. I, I don't think that they can just decide to have some rules and not have other rules and decide to abate their own rules because uh, the, the, the order of any international federation is effectively governed by a set of rules and regulations, and if they're not adhered to, well then, I mean, I don't think it's a case of whether uh, they wish to or not. I think they were uh, had to apply their own rules effectively. Having said that, after Russia's invasion of Ukraine, governing bodies all around the world, sporting bodies, were very quick to exclude Russian athletes. The same thing hasn't happened in the way, well, I'm sorry, FIBA did actually uh, rule Russia out, and uh, so from that point of view, FIBA definitely responded to that. Yeah, no, John, if you listen to what I'm saying, I, that's you're making the exact point I was about to make. They 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 got rid of Russia, but they're not getting rid of Israel. Are there double standards? I don't think uh, that that's a matter you better ask FIBA about. But at the end of the day, do you think they have double standards? Uh, listen, 
I'm, I'm trying to answer your question. So if you'd be good enough to let me, that would be good. What I am saying to you is that uh, there were a number of differences between what happened in in Russia and what happened in in Israel. But I, I, from my point of view, uh, I don't believe that they are exactly the same. And I, I do believe that um, every federation in in um, in almost every federation in Europe at the time asked FIBA to to not not um, not get involved. So uh, we're in a situation where we we uh, are not in that position at this stage. We we we're, we're pretty well the only federation that have asked FIBA to make a change in this instance, and they're not prepared to do so. What did you? think, John, when you saw the photographs earlier in the week of the Israeli players posing with members of the IDF, the Israeli Defence Forces? I thought it was dreadful. That's a simple answer to you. And we have complained to FIBA. Do you think there should be consequences? That's a matter for FIBA. But do you think there should be consequences? I'm telling you. No, I, 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 John, I appreciate you, know, you I mean, say that's a matter for FIBA. I didn't ask you, mouth, will there be consequences? I didn't ask you, John, will there I, be? I, I asked I you, do no you idea. think there will I, be? I have no idea. Do you think there should be? What I can say is we've made... You have uh, no opinion. I'm telling you. I'm asking your opinion, John. Do you think there should be consequences? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to judge this. I'm just saying we were not happy with it and we made a complaint so oh, yes, of course, if something was going to happen which would say otherwise, that would be good. But I mean, from our perspective, it's not in our control. What conversations had you as a governing body with the players about this fixture and the fulfilment of this fixture? We discussed in detail what was happening with the players and discussed all the difficulties and issues and problems that arise as a consequence. So that's a matter then, obviously, between ourselves and the players, but we, we certainly have discussed in considerable detail with them. Do you think that the, the, the public calls for a boycott and for players to, to boycott the game put those individuals in a difficult position? Um, well, there was only a handful of players who actually may have taken that view, but most of the players, to be brutally honest, uh, there are other issues that have come into play uh, and to put it into context, for instance, we had four new caps uh, against France recently, and we have only three new caps against Israel this time. So, from that perspective. But anyway, leaving that aside, um, the the players, uh, you know, if if a player for whatever reason chooses not to go, um, from our perspective, that's you know a matter for them. And that's fine. I, I suppose what I was getting at is whether you felt that. Um that it was unfair of, of you know, certain public representatives, members of the Dáil uh, uh, and others in, in public life who have a public platform who are calling on kind of the players to, to, to make a stand on behalf of the people of Gaza. Do you think it was, a, it was unfair to place that burden on the shoulders of, of young players? Well, I'm not going to put words into the mouth of politicians other than to say that most politicians, in my view, have been very supportive in, in relation to understanding that sport and politics are not in the same in, in the same place, and that, you know, um, generally speaking, FIBA work to IOC rules, and um, the IOC have not been targeted as that, that I'm aware of at the moment. And there's many other sporting organisations are the same. And similarly, mm. politicians, uh, you get a certain range of views there as well. But I think in the main, most politicians have been very supportive of the basic concept 
find why we have uh, had to play this game. You, you, you said earlier on um, about the the, the suspicion you would have of, of how ineffectual a kind of a boycott would be in terms of Israeli behaviour in Gaza and I strongly suspect most people listening would agree. Um, do, you, do you think in general sporting boycotts they don't work? I really can't comment on sporting boy, boycotts in, in general. Uh, there's very few of them have worked um, but anyway a boycott by its very nature means everybody has to do it. So for instance if, if you're in a union and your union goes out and strike, but only one person actually goes out and strike, and the rest of the people continue working. It leaves you very isolated, and that's exactly where we'd be. Yeah, I suppose. Do you think maybe looking I back? Think this isn't. A, I mean, you'd actually have to have the entire federation, federations across Europe, consider doing this. And frankly, that is not going to be the case. Is there nothing to be said for making a solitary stand? Not, not if it's going to significantly harm us and actually have no significant or real effect. And, and that's my view. I don't believe that the Israelis, uh, the state or otherwise, will have to really really give two, two, two tuppence uh, worth for any, any uh, uh, gesture we make. Do you think, you know, Tony... Warren... I, know, I know there's a lot of people out there who think otherwise, but, you know, they're, they're entitled to their view, but I don't agree with them. Oh yeah, no, I, ju- I just would like to say when you look back, say the likes of Tony Ward and Moskeen who didn't go to apartheid South Africa, um, I, I, I doubt that brought about the end I, of apartheid. I, 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 but would you no, think they, they should have gone? I don't think that's a fair comparison. I think the whole the whole world had already started to boycott um, South Africa at that stage, both politically and at every other level. That is not the case in this case. John Fian, Basketball Ireland CEO. John, thanks for joining us. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.